Hi and welcome to episode 101 of the LDS Study Session with your host Matthew Roberts. And uh, today we are going to be looking uh, at the very important verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 29. It's very rare that on the LDS Study Session we focus on just one specific verse uh, in the study session itself. But this does obviously merit uh, quite a bit of looking at. Uh, I'll uh, read it um, for you, but I think it's important to look at the context as well behind this verse. I've decided to talk about this verse today and look into this verse today because we just looked at, um, not yesterday of course, but the day before, about the verses around it talking about the Saviour's resurrection, uh, the meaning of that uh, upon mankind and how that brings great blessings to us. But of course, with this teaching of the resurrection and how all people will be restored to their body uh, in, a, in, a, in a perfect body, this is why Paul then talks about how this practice which they were doing at that they seem to be do, have been doing at the time was so important because if they did not believe in the resurrection, then this practice that they were engaging in would not have been necessary. We read in verse 29, Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead? If the dead rise not at all, why are they then baptized for the dead? This suggests to us that in the uh, primitive church that Christ left on the earth, that there was a practice of baptizing individuals after they had died. Obviously, we're not talking about their actual body. We're talking about someone being baptized in their behalf. Now, obviously, uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, this is, this is something which we firmly believe uh, and which we engage in uh, in our temples on the earth. We believe that priesthood authority has been restored to the earth to, in it, to be able to engage in and, and participate in these baptisms for those who have died before us. If you look at when this practice was first um, revealed to the Prophet Joseph Smith and then to the saints, um, there was a, a great further and excitement. Uh, we read in the um, church history topics under baptism for the dead this quote, um, the saints received word of this practice with enthusiasm and began to perform baptisms in nearby rivers and streams in behalf of relatives, friends and prominent people. The baptisms were performed by men holding the Melchizedek priesthood in the presence of witnesses. The first recorded baptism was performed by Harvey Olmsted, who baptised Jane Naaman in behalf of her recently departed son, Cyrus. The baptism took place in the Mississippi River and was witnessed by Vienna Jack, who waded on horseback into the river to hear the prayer. Close quote. Now, obviously, um, there was clearly a great deal of excitement and you'll notice that when you listen to that uh, account of, of church history that there was a number of things there which we would probably not recognise as being kind of the procedure, as it were, or the policy uh, in today's uh, church. Namely, uh, that people were baptised for friends and prominent people. This is something which we now do not do uh, for reasons which I'll talk about in a moment. Uh, but also... The fact that uh, a sister, Jane Naaman, was baptised for her son. For those that have engaged in um, temple work, we know that when we are acting in pro proxy for someone, we now are um, asked and we are expected to be in proxy for someone who is the same gender as we are. So males, baptised for males, and so on. Um, and obviously this thing's about friends and prominent people. Uh, this was kind of stopped fairly quickly as far as I believe. Um, simply because um, the argument was, this was that 
certain prominent people were being baptised multiple times, I imagine. It's hard to record that. And actually, you also get to the point where, you know, there, there, there has to be some sort of family agreement as well. Because obviously it's a very important and sacred matter. Now obviously, um, this is a wonderful doctrine. For me personally, I, I, it makes perfect sense to me. Not simply because it's mentioned in the New Testament right there as plain as day. Uh, and so therefore, why would it not be in the Lord's Church? But also, the whole plan of salvation, the way it works. Even if you don't believe in the plan of salvation, you know, um, from a Latter-day Saint point of view, but you believe uh, as Catholics or whoever that baptism or or some sort of... Um, I, the word escapes me now. Uh, when you have a christening, that's the word. So a baptism or a christening or something is important and, and perhaps necessary or, or at least important for someone to go through uh, during their mortality, then why would that not be made available to those who die before they get this opportunity? It just would frustrate the God's plan if, if they were not able to um, receive that. And so it is that in the restored church of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that we are able to baptise those who have not had the opportunity to be baptised before they pass into the pass beyond the veil. Um, I had a really interesting experience, though, uh, on my mission. Now, previously, I had seen a video called, um, oh, I can't remember what it was called now. It's one of the, well, it's one of the films that the church, uh, that the church has made, uh, and it was about temples. I think it was actually called Between Heaven and Earth uh, is the film that I'm thinking of. But it was very interesting. They had a Jewish minister, um, a couple of other religious ministers, and there was also a Christian minister I can't remember what denomination he was from, um, but he was talking about the doctrine of uh, kind of proxy ordinances uh, and baptisms for the dead and so on in the temple uh, in LDS, in Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints temples. And uh, he just taught, and he was open and frank, and he just said what a beautiful doctrine it was, you know, how amazing to him and how fantastic and beautiful this, 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 this doctrine and this principle is. Uh, which, you know, I think took a lot of humility and, 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 gracious, and grace for him to say that. Because obviously in his church, they, they don't believe that. Um, so, you know, I was really, really impressed with that. And it kind of made me think, wow, you know, we are fortunate to have this blessing. Having said that, on my mission, I had a very interesting experience. We were teaching uh, an individual uh, and things were going well. Um, you know, we, we taught the, the restoration, we taught the plan of salvation, we taught the gospel of Jesus Christ, we taught a number of the commandments, and, you know, no issues at all whatsoever. And pretty close to baptism, this, this individual was, you know, a week or two away. But then they found out about uh, the temple, and that was fine. And then they, then they heard about um, baptisms for the dead. And actually, they heard about it in a general conference talk. They came to general conference they listened and then they came then they went home and they had this question because at, at the general conference it was mentioned about temple work and doing work for the dead obviously because that is you know something which is an important part of our beliefs beliefs and ordinances in the church so we discussed it and said well of course yes so we believe that we can when, when we're ready we can go to the temple we can engage in, in ordinances for the dead uh, and we can do this work for them uh, after they have died. And she um, had a reaction to this, which I had never experienced before, and I never really had anticipated. And that was, oh, but 
surely this means that we're taking away, you know, their choice. Surely this is a big, and she had a big issue with it, a huge issue uh, about this particular point of doctrine. Now, obviously there may well have been other concerns that we weren't aware of, but this seemed to be too much for her. The fact that we do this work and in her eyes, it was something which meant that it took away agency of others and that, you know, we were baptizing people in that place that didn't want to be baptized and it was wrong. And that, and this eventually led to her, you know, asking to, to not be taught anymore. Obviously, we tried to testify to her of this next principle, which I'm about to share. Um, we know that obviously that if a person or an individual is baptized in the temple uh, by proxy, uh, this does not mean that they they are forced into this. Elder Franklin D. Richards uh, said this in the October 1986 General Conference about uh, this important part of this um, this ordinance. He says, quote, The temple worship provides an opportunity to do ordinance work for our kindred dead and for others, an opportunity for us to serve the dead. This service is the source of eternal satisfaction. However, it is well to remember that vicarious sacrifice for the dead by the living does not affect the right of the dead to accept or reject such vicarious service, close quote. Uh, and whilst obviously, you know, I'm sure many listeners to this podcast are aware of this, that, uh, you know, the agency of the person is not taken away. Uh, I think it is well to remember, as Elder Richard said there in his talk, that that is an important part of this. And whilst obviously we did try and explain this to, to this individual, uh, she still was not interested anymore, which was a real shame. But it did kind of make me pause and reflect on this and kind of recognise the perspective of others and um, and their and their and to be able to respect their beliefs and their and their and their values. So anyway, um, such an important principle for me. I absolutely love working in the in the temple in the house of the Lord to do this work and that's why I'm there I try and get there regularly because for me obviously it's a great blessing selfishly but obviously it is such a huge blessing for my family as well uh, I hope you've enjoyed the study session today if there's anything that you've studied I would love to hear from you at Matt S Roberts 90 on Twitter until we meet again